0: she often was very-
1: since I was like 15, so I I was all excited about it, you know. The teachers that I had for literature, creative writing, poetry, all that they were horrible. They weren't writers. They weren't in the community. They were just teaching this stuff, you know, so they weren't actively writing or actively doing any, any of it, so... And then we would get in class, and it would be like, let's get in these groups, and that's not me. I and mean, I'd be like, no, like the grumpy cat, no. like that, right? And I'd be like, oh, get in a group. So I'd get in a group, and it'd be like four girls. They would look at my writing, and they'd be like, oh, she's weird, you know? And I just did not belong. She kept shoving us in these groups, you know? So, and I, I just I hated it, right? Now. I, w- I just was so excited about this. So finally, you know, after a while my writing would come back, and I was failing the course. It was horrible, because I wasn't writing how she wanted me to write. I wasn't writing how she was dictating everybody to write. And this was creative writing. It's supposed to be creative. It's not English comp, okay? So everybody that was writing wasn't evoking emotion. It wasn't touching me whatsoever. They're getting AIDS. Here I'm writing this metaphoric stuff, you know, and... C's, D's, F's. And I'm getting really sad now. I'm like, are you kidding me? This is my first step in the world of writing. I think I was 19. And I'm like, you've got to be joking. And I was just like, fine, then I'll quit. And then that's my whole course because it's a prereq. What am I going to do? So, you know, I was really like, it was horrible. Perfect thing she would give us was like, you know, write about, write a paragraph about a scene at like a carnival. You know, and I was writing about the smell of cotton candy and the, the, the grinding of the wheels that you hear and the, they weren't complete sentences so to her that was foul so I was just gonna leave I just like stopped going I was angry and she said if you write a good term paper for me on any subject that you want she goes then we can use that as your passing grade so I was like okay I am really good at term papers so I'm good at term papers I don't understand why I'm not good in your course you know it's you still throw su- a complete set actually term papers harder you know I wrote it on alcoholism, which was, and it hit home. But this is why I say with someone like Jennifer, and taking a course where you can be open and free, that's what writing is about to me, you know? When people try to put rules on writing, I don't like rules on writing. I mean, everybody, the, the thing that you should, for me, is that you should be able to evoke emotion in someone else. It doesn't matter if it's a word, if it's a sentence, if it's an idea, whatever you're writing about, someone should be able to relate to it in some fashion. You're not going to relate to everything. You know, it can depend on like your mood or where you're at in life or what you're going through, but someone should be able to relate to it. It should be universal, too, you know? So that's kind of where I am. I don't like labels either, so I don't even know what I would call myself besides a poet and a writer. So you guys kind of have to direct me because I'll just keep talking. So... <laughs> Soon. Oh, it's a good one. I wrote the beginning of the whole, not that everything's been going on with Syria for so long, but since, let's say, it became mainstream, I'm like, you know, i got to write about this, because it made me sad, and what I did was I sat myself and my son down, and we watched, it's not just the Syrian refugees, it's all refugees, okay, trying to get here, and we watched this slide, I mean, it killed me when you watch what people go through just to get here. And we sat there and watched it. I was like, oh my god, I can't even put myself there. I can't even imagine what that's like. So but I try to do it anyhow in poetry, you know? And so, alright, it's called soon. The sun, hot, heaven's eye, burning my soul to near death. Water. I used to love the water. Same clothes, weeks, dirt, stench of salt, stench of death, stuff in the bottom, boat after boat. My cousin under five, face down in sand, asphyxiated, dead, lost soul, sadness. My neighbor took his last breath just before we reached the first sign of aid. Woman bleeding, nothing to stop the cries of babies starving, dying in the arms of mothers, at their breasts, not breathing, nothing to sustain life. My mother, father, brother, sisters gone. My husband lost, spent all we had for this voyage of hope. Smuggled like diamonds, like drugs, tortured, raped, kidnapped. I am a woman, brave, face, charred lips, burned skin, the sun. I so love the sun. And my baby grows inside of me, and I have no idea how to keep it healthy with no food, no water, nothing to sustain life. Humanity, help us, please. This boat, we have been on this boat for days. Dying here among my people may be my fate, and I am okay with that. For no one is coming for us. Soon. That was my warm up. I have to get in a space to read poetry. <laughs> that was my warm up. That can apply to so many people trying to get here. You know, I try to make it universal. So then I'll will put this public. You know, and I like to speak. It's a release for me too. Not all your writing can be spoken. Not all of it should be spoken. Some of it looks good on paper. Some things do need to be spoken though. So I recorded that one, and then just I put it out to the whole world. And then there's like the solidarity. You can reach people with words, they're really powerful, words are powerful. And if you think of like, when we go back in history, what do we look at? We look at quotes, we look at books, we look at speeches, we look at words, things that people said. So words to me are powerful. Is everybody in here a writer? Yeah? We, see, everyone's like, okay. you like, doing some you're, you're to read 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 them do You're you right. them I mean, It's modern
0: poetry, and some are writing their own work anyway. Um, we're mostly reading and analyzing it, but we've done some creative exercises as right? well. That's great right so. That's really good. So they have words.
1: When you talk about writing, because like, a lot of people say, like, well, you're a poet, you're, you're writing. You know, you're writing. That To me, it doesn't matter what you write. You like it, and you're happy with it, and, and it makes you feel good. To me, that's what matters. And you just let the public perceive what they're going to perceive, because everybody's going to perceive something different from what you do. Somebody's going to see this, this, this. It's like a work of art. You know, you're standing being Before a painting, you know, there's five people. All five people aren't going to see or feel the same thing. Some people might not like it, and other people will be like, this is blowing my mind, you know, and that's how I look at writing, too. I don't like people who are, like, critics of writing. I don't don't believe in that, because how can you be a critic of, of someone else's heart, their soul, their spirit, their mind? Maybe some things might speak to you, and maybe some things won't speak to you. You know, that's just how I kind of look at it, but... Writing to me is really important. I started to get out all the emotions I was feeling when I was young. You know? Um, you're know, you going through stuff. And I just got a notebook and started writing stuff down. And it just never stopped. And I still do it. I'm angry. What do I do? I write that stuff right out. I write it out of me. Boom. Gone. <laughs> then I don't turn to someone you know, in traffic and swear it. There. Gone. You know. That's what I do. I have to get rid of it or I will go around the whole day miserable gotta get rid of that stuff. I'm in traffic and I just, boom, I turn on the audio and I'm like waiting, waiting, waiting. This is my existence. It turned into some poem. I still gotta write it, you know. (laughs) And I'm just completely bitching, you know, because I'm like, and everybody's honking, honking, honking. Where are we going? We're going. Everyone's on their way to nowhere and you know, then I turn and the sun is shining and I'm like, you know, then I start talking about nature. But I'll do that stuff because the thoughts are just going through my head all the time. And I found like the really good times to write are when we're waiting. And I got a good poem out of this. I had to take my mom to the social security office. And we were there forever, forever. And I'm sitting there, and I'm looking around, and I'm like, oh, the paint is green and peeling. And I, oh, my gosh, we've been here for two hours. And I look at all the people waiting. And then it made me think, like, how much time we spend waiting. Waiting in lines, waiting in traffic, waiting for this, waiting for that. You figure half of your life... Half of your day is working, going to school, and sleeping, and there's a little chunk of time for you, and then you got to go do stuff, right? So I got this really good poem, though, about waiting. So observation is a big one I found, when you're just sitting there doing nothing, and you're like, hmm, you know, pull something out and start right? writing. another one was in the park. I was in the park in a blanket. And observing people is a good one, too. And I saw this, I saw a guy over there looking at another person and this person was looking at me. And I wrote a poem about myself. It was so absurd about the lonely girl on the blanket writing poetry, you know, and these are just really weird things where where you get these ideas and and I gotta get it down right away or it's gone. I love that, that Jennifer's having you guys write I've had a lot of people. You go through a lot of things where a lot of people just don't like what you do. Oh well, someone's gonna like it. Someone's gonna love what you do. You know, I'd say if, if you're really interested and in you feel that is something for you to do, just take it that much further. I mean, we live in a region that is so full of art; it's fantastic. As far as speaking too, I will tell people too if you don't want to do a public. Because the first time I spoke, as you see that first poem I read, I was nervous. I still get nervous. I will always get nervous. Always. I will always have this nervous energy before I read. So I have to put myself in this place. I will tell people, if you don't want to do a public, do it at home. Say you write something, you know, record it and listen to yourself. You know, does it sound okay? Do you like it? You know, you don't know until you try, you know. So, I don't know, does anybody have any questions? Go ahead. Uh, You say you uh, write when you're
0: doing whatever, and I've heard people say that they don't like to keep
1: that they write, and they just like, okay, this half felt at one point, and I just throw it away. Is that you or do you feel yes. it's important? To you? you brought up such an important point. I was thinking about this this morning. I've never published, read in public, or shown anyone my angry poetry because it's dark. You know, it's really dark. And my voice, as you see, I'm like, you know, so if I push that out there, man, I don't want everybody, like, crying and feeling bad. You know what I mean? It's like, so I try not to do that. You're right, though. That's, you know, and this is the thing, too, about asking me questions. There are a lot of things I do I don't even realize. But, yeah, I have this one where, oh, my gosh, it was a horrible end of a relationship, right? And I'm like, I need to break this out. Again. It's just got to get out. I don't know how else to get it out. But you got to get it out of you. You have to. I mean, it's, I think it's healthy. So writing is a huge release for me. Same as anything good. Love. Oh, my gosh. as so you see those beautiful things come out. You know, achievements. Nature is a big one for me. Um, art. Other people inspire me. Everything. A photograph can inspire me. Sometimes when I read someone else's writing, though, I call it a lead.
0: Because you know,
1: that's what it is, you know. I, you know, I look at him, I'm like, ooh, you know, it's, you know, it's like, yeah. and, But it, it's a good reminder, too, and also Ken, who you guys just spoke, he's wonderful. Years ago, he told me something really important, because I was going on about this. Like I said to you, you showed me, there's a piece in the book that you guys have that I'm like, I can't believe I gave that to somebody to publish. I don't like it today, Okay things change as you change. So he, he said to me, he said, no, 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 don't worry about any of this stuff. Don't ever get rid of your, don't throw it away, don't get rid of it. And I followed that advice. So the other, this is what I'm going through this month. It's not that the piece as a whole is good, but there are chunks in it that are really fantastic. So I will take that chunk and say, okay, and I'll put it over here, you know, or maybe I'll rework it in a different way. There is a lot of that dark stuff. And you know, maybe that's something for me to address. Why? Am I not sharing that? If it's something that's dark or sad, it has to do with, uh, not myself, that's for sure. Like it might be a human rights thing or something I saw in the community. There was a piece I wrote, oh gosh, I was at the Rath Building downtown. I saw a man and his kid in every belonging that they had sitting there in the middle, right, first floor of the Rath Building. And he's asking for help and everybody, they're like, sorry, sir, we can't help you because he didn't have an address. And I'm like, well, what is, what, what good is this building? This man is here with luggage, and his kid. He had nowhere to go, and it was winter. And I did read that, and it's so like even to read it, it kind of makes me teary because that's sad. You know, and I'm sitting there watching this, going, like, there's got to be some help. You know, no, nope. out the door, sorry. It was, it was one of those horrible things I have witnessed. So that's another good time, you know, when you witness these things to try to catch them. So any other questions? Well, you can read one. There's a book, the only book I like on writing. It's my personal preference. It's called On Writing by Stephen King. That's what it's about. He tells his story. He doesn't even tell you how to write. He tells his story. Through telling his story, you learn. Like, look at this. We all see Stephen King like, oh my gosh, look at him. he's a gazillionaire, you know, and he's got all these books. But it wasn't always like that. He lived in a he lived in a trailer with poor, you know, eating tuna fish out of a can and had no medicine for the kids, and he went through drug and alcohol abuse. It's a fantastic book. It's a little book. It is so inspiring to know that, wow, look at this guy who the whole world knows, right? And here he was, just like the rest of us, you know? And he made it. Somehow he made it. You gotta keep going and going and going, and he made it. And there's a part in the book Where they're living in like this crappy apartment and they're real poor and he felt bad because his wife had to work at like the corner drugstore and he didn't even want her to work and they really had no money. That's when he got the phone call that he got a contract, you know, with a big publisher and he slipped down to the ground in disbelief and couldn't talk. I was so excited that the first thing he did is he went out and bought her, his wife a hair dryer because he didn't know else to buy her. Didn't have any money. <laughs> She's like, "What are you doing? It's a hair dryer. What are you buying me? This hair It's all the head at the corner store." You know what I mean? <laughs> so it's really a great. It's a great book. I love this book. And he will tell you again too with the no rules with the writing, unless of course you're writing a form, which I suggest stretch yourself. I've had a lot of people push me with writing prompts or say, I dare you to write a sestina. I dare you to write a sign. I'll be like, yeah, okay, I will. And you do. Shock yourself, you know. And form poetry, I found, forces you to better construct your words where I'm a free form. I just have to go all over the place with whatever I feel. And it's all metaphor and emotion. But the forms are good too because they really force you to cut down it, like some people can write seven lines and blow your mind. I don't have that, you know, I don't i tried and I just don't have it. Like I I think my whole life I wrote like two haikus that I'm so proud of because I'm like, oh, these are three lines. And they're good, you know, it's like I'm gonna save them forever. It's hard to do, you know. Try to make sense in like three lines. That's really it's it's harder than you think. So I do it in just like, you know, seventy-two lines, you <laughs> So alright, I'll read this one. This is called I am. I am that which cannot be caged, tamed, tried, understood, included, deluded, or left misunderstood. I am the fairy tale children asleep beneath blankets on a cool summer's eve, books in palms, eyes shut tight, warring off monsters in closets underneath the bed. I'm the angelic presence in dreams, the dark rising deaths present in the time between night and day. I am the bleeding hearts of artists, music flowing like manes of thoroughbred, strings and violins, concertos and preludes, the rise and fall of notes. The voice of the oppressed, painting alone, writing alone, speaking to the masses, standing in front of sculptures and galleries, half-numb from having their soul placed on a public platter, picked apart and critiqued. I am the constellation stars, the ancient raiment of the majestic velvet night, coaxing solitude creation, rendering you sleepless with desire and the great gods contemplating existence, tossing magic and medicine electrified towards earth teaching lessons to the mere human soul. I am woman, man, child, mother, father, brother, sister, I am a lover, loved, loving. I am the volcanic rumblings of every tired soul and every smile and tear. I am an argument, and agreement, the birth of earth in your crowned chakra, their song is mine. All creatures, earth, dirt, silk, gems, stones, twigs, and trees, every root and crevice, all footholds and paths, the fallen leaves, kamikaze, every rock and shell, the waves and oceans, the bodies of water, feathers, flight, the bees that buzz around the new bud, hand that guides a sprout from seed. The secrets of the wind whispers, the fierce embrace of winter, the warmth upon your face, heart, body, soul, and the sweet, cool, calming waters of life. I am death, wild. I am woman here now. I am every element, all emotions, every fable told by firelight. Every word written, spoken, uttered, screamed inside, the true goddess, the wild soul, and that which cannot be kept nor set free. I exist without logic and rational conscious thought and esoteric holy nakedness. I am the rich man and beggar, the king and jester. I am the grass, all species, and the sky, kaleidoscopes of spectrums. I am good versus evil versus self versus sentience. I am a conundrum unto myself, a human shell existing as pure ether. I am heaven and hell. I am the destroyer and creator the simultaneous. I could have totally read that better. Oh my gosh kind
0: of like a performer and we're gonna talk a little bit about spoken word poetry so I mean it's kind of it has the power of not like a poem that only can exist on paper but one that needs to be shared aloud. So yeah. mean, that is more
1: like slam poetry. Right. How it flows like I hear poetry like if I read it, I hear it first like a song like lyrics and it flows down the page and I could hear it going in my head and I'll be like, wow this needs to be spoken or this should be spoken. So, when I write, that's why it's so long like that. It's kind of like, that's how I read it. And there's no punctuation. Editors just love me, by the way. Um, there's, you know, I'm horrible at it. I'm horrible. I need an editor. I make up my own words. One thing I do appreciate, well, if you find a good editor, good editors will help you. Good editors will give you constructive criticism. For instance, they'll tell you, like, this really doesn't make any sense at all. You know, you might want to consider switching this there and I'll look it up a lot, more, right thank you. I just write what I feel and then later I look at it. And the cool thing about writing too is like someone will will read this and they'll they'll read it. Like sometimes if you really read it I'll read it. I'll go, I don't even know what I'm talking about. So, <laughs> so it's true. Like you look at this and go, what the hell like, is she talking about? It. But then when you really look back at your own writing you're like, whoa, what am I talking about? And I love metaphor so I love metaphor because you can metaphor is cool. You can hide a lot of stuff in metaphor. And you can be talking about something that may be, like, not socially acceptable, but you can hide it in metaphor and it comes across as as beauty. I wrote this poem about uh, violins and guitars, how it's the electric lady, you know, like Hendrix's electric lady and the guitar being the shape of a a woman, and the Stradivarius family that, you know, made the the violin and the, the taut strings, you know, it's all sexual, but if you read it, you're going, "Wow, oh, no, she's writing about that thing." <laughs> Someone else looking at it go, "Oh, I know what she's writing about." The anime <laughs> it's like, you know?
0: Do you want to say a little bit about what writers inspire you? Because when I read this one, I thought of Kerouac Yeah, totally.
1: Whitman. Oh, Whitman, that's wow. Um, yeah, kind of
0: yeah. representing when Whitman said famously, "I contradict myself," and the poem is all about. Is it really? Yeah, it is. <laughs> I don't even
1: know what I'm writing. See, Jennifer's telling me we're writing. I don't even know what I'm writing. I don't, I swear. I will totally tell you. I'm just glad that people kind of like it. Whitman is just not from here. Just totally. I don't know where this man came from. Song of Myself. This is what you should do. Is that no, the name of that? That was the preface to Names of Grass. This is the preface, preface okay. to a poetry book. That, that is like. Poem. It is gorgeous. Yeah. And I use yeah. that all the time. Dismiss what insults your soul, and I think you shall become living poetry. Something like that. But I use that all the time. Women's a big one. Kerouac. Jack Kerouac. He just wrote and wrote and wrote and wrote and wrote and wrote and didn't stop. And Stream of Consciousness. I love it. Not a lot of people like it. I gave it to my son, who's now 16, and I love Kerouac, and he's on the road, he's like, yeah, I don't get it. He's a more, what word am I looking for, formed? Formed? He's more literary. Linear, linear maybe. Yeah, more linear, exactly. He's like, yeah, this it doesn't make sense. What is he saying? And I'm like, what do you mean? He's talking about the trees, and they're alive, and you can feel the, the pine needles poking in his... See, we're just all different, you know? <laughs> Women is it, the same way, um, Ginsburg, Ellen Ginsburg... Charles Bukowski. I love Edna St. Vincent Millay. I like Elizabeth Barrett Brown. I, mean. I do love what Sylvia Plath does, but it's too sad for me. Someday I'll be able to read it. My new poet that I fell in love with is Mary Oliver. Are you guys familiar? Oh gosh. She's she one it. of her little oh, oh, I don't know why I've I've just discovered her now, but it's just I don't know, I guess where you are in life and then some of the Eastern poets are just mind-blowing, like Hafiz and Rumi and Goran and they will take you just somewhere else. Writers, too, as well, not just poets. Here's, a, here's an important thing, too, that um, I think that this was from Stephen King. Um, in order to be a really good writer, you have to do a lot of reading. I totally agree with that. Not only to read other people's work and listen to other people's work, but then you find it in your own writing. I see in, in my writing other poets' work, other writers' work, ideas I've gotten from a book I've read. And I don't know who said this. It was a writer, too, a famous quote about it's okay to steal. Do you know this quote? I think it was T.S. Eliot. T- it was Eliot. Okay
0: yeah. stealing.
1: Steely, yes. It's okay, steal it. Don't poets, plagiarize real it. Real
0: poets steal. Or that
1: one. <laughs> it's interesting. I don't even remember. But that's it. It's true. You know, so you pick it all up, or you read. Like, there's a lot of mythology, there's a lot of spirituality. Obviously, writers that I personally know that are right here in Western New York that have continuously blown my mind for, for years. Like, I just sit there and go, because you figure, like, what I was doing before, when I was I was recording all the poetry, and that's like nobody was really doing that. I had these headphones on, so I was hearing everybody speaking their souls. And it might be like 17 people, you know, you'd be doing that. And then I would go and edit it, right? So I would hear it again. And then I would put it online, you know, on radio. And then I would hear it again. So I was constantly hearing everybody's work. It's definitely shaped my work a lot. Now I've gotten into, I'm more into like the, a lot of spirituality, stream of consciousness, self, facing self. One thing I have to do that I haven't done in writing, that I'm about to do is face your fears, face your darkest self. That's scary. So I'm not looking forward to that. You know, I like to write about happy things, you know, nature and this and that and all this other stuff. But that was a good question, by the way, because somebody asked me a similar question. Like, have you you ever faced yourself in your writing? Well, you do all the time, but really, have you dug down and looked at yourself in the mirror? There was one thing I wrote, one sentence, and it said there's nothing scarier than staring into your own eyes, and it's so true. I have not written about that. Me specifically. When I write, I feel, like, I feel like I'm writing about something else, like it's really not. It is me, but it's not. I don't know how to explain that. There's a lot of art in my writing, art history. When I studied art history, um, did a lot of religion, just because I, I like to study faith. All faiths, all spirituality. But the biggest ones are like the stream of consciousness ones, the writers that just come out with something. And then you might find just one. There's this poem by Stephen Crane in the desert. Do you know this poem? Oh, gosh, you guys got to find it holy moly, he's the one that does this seven-line heartbreaking thing in the desert. And it's, he talks about eating his own heart in the desert. And he likes it because it's bitter. It's his heart. So also when you're reaching your dark side, you know, you're going to find, you know, you're going you're gonna to pull a lot of stuff out of you, too. There's times i read poetry and I've cried, you know, to, not in public, but to myself. You know, <laughs> but, you know you're at home, or you'll read it, and you're like, oh, that really hurts, you know. With the spoken word, though, I was always doing that. The first time I did it, I was really, really sick, like, I'm, I just going to throw up on myself. and <laughs> it, was, it was at Cat's Cafe when it was way back when. And there weren't even, there was like four people probably in the whole cafe, but I mean, it, it, that's a big deal. when I mean, I have a musician friend, and he said to me, no, because you have a band, right? or you have a microphone, or you have a guitar player, bass player, or you have a drum kit, you're on stage, you have a whole act going on. He said, so actually staying there as a poet, as a writer, reading your work is more petrifying to him, because he's a poet and a musician, is more petrifying to him than being on stage. And I'm like, what? I'd be way more scared on stage. Writing to me is important. I'm glad that like it's, it's always going to be with me. When people talk about writer's block, thank you. I've never had that, but it's because I just think too much, so there's, I mean, there's too much like stimulation so I need to like calm down, so I can always write about everything and we do this cool thing, I do this with uh, my son and my niece, she's 15, he's 16, but when we'll, we're we'll driving anywhere, we'll do these little exercises and I'll be driving and I'll be like, okay give me a word, right, and someone will give me a word like leaves and I'll start going on leaves of the trees are your limbs, love, and we just make up this stuff, I mean it's fun to do and you might come up with something good, you know. But prompts, all these little things that you think are silly, they're not. But people telling me, you know, write this. I want to see you write this. Someone dared me to write all in dialogue. I'm like, dialogue? That's not poetry. It's dialogue. And they did. It did you would be surprised what you could do. So I like to explore all kinds of all kinds of writing. Does anybody have any questions? Why do you record everything? That's a good question. I love to document stuff. Whenever I go anywhere and I do anything, I have to document. I Virginia Woolf said nothing ever happened unless it was recorded, and I totally agree with that. <laughs> and people were arguing, but it's true. It is an archive of this time, of what we talked about. I'll, I'll take it home. I'll edit it. I'll see what we got, and then I'll put it out to the world to say, "See, this is these students, this writing class, in this course." Jennifer Campbell, this is what we talk about. You know, it's important. to I mean, the people go, "Wow, that's kind of neat." You know, and they're they'll listen to it, and there might be someone out there that they'll get something from it. But I do that a lot. If I'm anywhere, I have to take pictures. Um, nature, if we go anywhere, I just like documenting stuff. It's like times of my life, and then when I go back and I look, it's like almost like a time marker of all these things. You know, they're just nice to have. Good questions, really. <laughs> make me think like why do I do that David Landry also has really taken to recording readings
0: David Landry was our first visiting poet and he just does it mainly for himself and then he'll give a copy of the poets he doesn't post it online anywhere but he he does it almost every time it's sort of like the free here I'll record this and then give you a cd after kind of man yeah. and uh, I think he talked too about
1: crazy stuff goes on. And she's just like, I can't believe it took me here. But I've always got the kids with me. And I brought my mom again. Every time I bring her, she's like, what is this? I'm like, no, this isn't what happened last week. I swear. you know. And she just looks at me like, I don't know why. So she just, I'm not going with you now. I'm trying to show her what I'm experiencing. But that always, it really does happen. I said, it's you, mom. You know, I bring it on my mother. no fault. It doesn't happen with me. It's important to stay humble because there are so many you get these little clicks you have there's clicks everywhere it doesn't matter what you do if it's poetry if it's music if it's dance if it's fashion if it's music whatever you're doing it's its own little click and you'll get in these little circles and there are certain people in each circle that they just think they're you know i don't know who they think they are they think they're just fantastic like to me, it's just the kind of person I am, like, you gotta touch my heart. You gotta reach my spirit. You know, if you make me go like I love when you're reading you her like when you're reading out, you hear people and they're like, Ooh, ah, uh, oh and you hear that because you're know, like, Oh, I'm hitting my mark, you know. <laughs> that's good. Or like afterwards where people are like, Oh my god. You know, that's that, you know. But sometimes like we're talking about some things are meant for paper, some things are meant for spoken that one I wrote like this one here I got this is a triolet I really like this form of poetry if you get a chance check it out the triolet is a form of poetry and I really like it because it allows you to say something really beautiful it's called bear by my dog best friend to sleep beneath a stone velvet coat my finger trace darkness falls I am alone best friend to sleep beneath a stone Hazel eyes and stoic bone. Sweet breath caress upon my face. Best friend asleep beneath a stone. Velvet coat, my favorite trace. That's one that's like better on my paper. I wrote this one last night. Is it okay if I read it? Of course. Okay. I just wrote this for a very dear friend of mine who like, they just love each other to death. It's called Your Most Holy Mouth. The wind screeches Thunder. Like my breath caught, a doe in headlights. Your eyes deep as night, the velvet silken touch of Eve. Your skin olive tan, muscled arms around me, wrapped, ever so loving. I like slender, tight gripping. Your heart beats fast for the sun to rise and rise and shine like Valhalla. I hear the Valkyries crying, wondrous wishes upon the backs of great golden eagles flying across heaven. as kamikazes bringing us golden, majestic, seers dreams of rings and streams of years of walking barefoot together, apart, hand in hand, mouth to lips to neck to thighs in the middle of my third eye wide open. The birds sing sweetly for us, the grass grows tender as roses in November, and the seasons bestow upon us burnt sienna skied sunrises, and the sand in our eyes is glitter on New Year's Eve when the clock strikes midnight and a new year bursts itself between my legs, your most holy mouth sighs. See, you can hide a lot of stuff in there. Exactly, <laughs> 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 I like that more. So, I'm like, are well, they so beautiful? You don't get it. Like, right? <laughs> The guys do though. The guys definitely do, and like I'll put this online. Guys are like, that was gorgeous. Can I have your email? Daily,
0: <laughs>
1: and it's reaching them. I mean, really, that's what I meant to do. Although I have had women as well. So the one time where I, oh my gosh, I wrote, I read this poem. I think it was, it was at the CFI too. It was at the CFI, and like I'm just real cool, whatever. And we are sitting there, it bothered my mother so bad. And I read this one poem. I don't even know what it was. I had a girl, and she came up, and she was just playing with my necklace. My mother is, like, Irish woman Catholic school. Yeah.
0: Do you remember that? Yeah.
1: she was a student from here. Is she really? <laughs> okay, so I'm just sitting there, blah, 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 like, I am now talking to, like, two other people, right? And she's just playing with my necklace, and she's playing with my hair. I'm like, whatever, <laughs> it's not bothering me. She's not bothering me. Maybe she's not doing anything weird. My mother's like, oh, my God. she's, <laughs> horrified. <laughs> I'm like, this is the art scene, right? Uh, Everybody's yeah. just, I don't even know what, it doesn't even, Judge people. My mother was <laughs> horrified. She did not want this girl touching me, playing with my necklace, and she's playing with my hair, and she's like right next to me. <laughs> all she wanted to do it was innocence, right? You know, <laughs> running for her mother, you know, a little Irish mother. She's like, oh my God, she's like I'm like, oh man. See, every time I bring my mother something weird happens. it does, and she's just like. Or when I went to get my piercings in my ear and my tattoos too. And all the the women were around me And they're just like No, I'll take care of her And they're like Have you ever been with a woman? And I'm like Wait a minute Aren't they here for just an area? What's going on? I have a weird life So That was also with my mother My mother's like Oh my god I'm never walking in that shop again I'm like Oh my It's a tax shop What do you expect? But So you will find these things too Writing poetry Because you're you're putting everything right out there You don't know how someone's going to take it Oh my gosh! Someone said to me, "Hey, next time I bring your wife." I'm like, I don't have one, but if I like, did, I would. <laughs> know, you don't know people I have this perception of you that they just make up, and I'm like, cool. I don't care that you like my stuff. That's awesome. You, know, you can think whatever you want. You know, but it doesn't. It doesn't bother. It makes me laugh. It bothers other people around me, which I find ironic because I'm like, I'm not bothered by it. Why are you bothered by it? Okay. Any other questions? Just have
0: a. Con. Yes. Um, the poem that was up on the board, I am obsessed with it. I love it so much. The way you read it was amazing. Aww, I felt so amazing. empowered. Aww,
1: that I mean, oh, oh my gosh, it made me feel so good. Feedback is important. You guys give each other feedback, seriously. Like it's so important. Like I barely get feedback. People say that's good. What are you talking about? See, that empowered me. I felt great. I love how you read it. See, now I'm not gonna go home and go feel all bad that I can read way better. <laughs> <laughs> like, someone said to me, we're at the Carl Young Center. Sorry, I didn't pronounce it correctly. Some people say, It's you, Susan Maria. I'd like, Just stop it. <laughs> <Today>. <laughs> they do. I Carl Young, am American. <laughs> <laughs> America. Okay. America. It's so bad because I do. We, oh my gosh, here's another thing. If you ever speak your poetry, make sure you know how to pronounce some of <laughs> Oh my god. There have been times when I'm looking at my like I've been out there and I've been like, I'll just skip over the word because I'm like, I don't know how to pronounce that one. Why did I write that in there? It's like, what is the one word, um homage? I am not gonna say homage or what is that? Homage. Yeah, yeah, right. So I'm sitting there like I'm sitting there like, you will get this wrong like paying homage to the writers who are dead, They're like, it's homage. Sorry, you know. I thought it really was homage, though. You I don't say homage. Yeah, I homage. I know. Pretentious. I thought I don't, it
0: was
1: not I'm homies. not supposed to. I don't know. Homage. homage. I always say homage. Tomato, tomato. Exactly. Right. I've never heard anyone say tomato. Oh, my God. I'm going to start doing that. Oh, my God. See, there's so much going to in your that. I'm just going to say, would you like a, wait, how's tomato? Tomato. <laughs> I'm going to go to Wagmans. That's yes, right. Yes, <laughs> <you> know, <laughs> excuse me. I would like to see your tomatoes. Or potatoes. Or potatoes. and your potatos <laughs> <laughs> and, <we're> like, <laughs> tomatoes and potatoes. I realize too a lot of things that we say make no sense at all me and my son have these conversations and I'm like this makes no sense like these, these sayings that we all have that we do it makes no sense at all but I do notice that when I read when I read stuff I will purposely keep it out there's a, a, like sentience some people might say that different sentient Sentience, boki by you know, and I'll try to stay away from them. I look back on a lot of stuff that I recorded, I'm like, you so mispronounced those words, but whatever. If you talk fast enough, nobody's paying attention. So. It made me feel really good that you said that about that poem, because it was me, kind of like just, I felt empowered when I, it's just like all the elements of the earth and the spirit and yourself and everything that exists, you know, and so thank you for that. It means a lot to me.
0: My reading
1: speech? I really like that
0: one. Oh, Oh, yeah,
1: that, this one is kind of how you, yeah, how would I read that? I don't know if I ever read it. This is a total whole beat thing. My friend Brian, this is another prompt. And I was in this cool writer's group with all these poets a long time ago. We would challenge each other. Someone would pick, and we were to write in the style of the other poet, and you'd get the poet's name. So I got my friend Brian, who's a total beat means. That's all he does. Like you read his poetry and am like, what is this? I, I don't know what he's talking about. This is all hidden. So if I ever got poetry like that, I to, I'm like, Brian, what does this mean? He's like, oh, it's easy. He's talking about all things, you know. So Brian does this stuff. So I did the best job I could do. But this is how he writes. So I got my friend Brian and I called it speech. How does one say I love you? Such words seem... Hollow, even pinging, echo like stone drop for distance travel down, welling within home. That's another
0: one for paper though. What about the indentations that you chose to do, like pinging stone, distance?
1: That's a really instinctual
0: kind of. Yeah,
1: totally, total. Well, okay, there are certain parts where I tried to make it like a well, like travel down, like that's the well. Drop for distance, like if you took a stone through down well. That's what I wanted people to see. How does one say "I love you"? Such a in how pinging, echo like stone. That's pretty symmetrical, right in the middle. Got it to I totally don't know what I'm doing. Um, no, which part? The first one.
0: Pinging to distance. If you look at it, it's kind
1: of symmetrical. It, it, little. it feels right to place the word where it goes. The only part I know for sure is the treble down. I did do that well. And like the rest of it, it just felt right to write it that way. There's always an answer, too. There was, we um, went to the art gallery once. I love Jackson Pollock. And this, my friend Karen, she had said to me, she goes, Susie, your writing is like a Pollock painting. And if you're familiar with Jackson Pollock, he's just abstract, right? He does what he does on a huge canvas. And I, I really like that because it really is. It's kinda of, I'm just like blah, and out comes all these emotions, you know. When we were in the art gallery, I'm gonna say artsy, I don't know what else to call them, artsy people. They're all standing around, you know, these people that think they know what they're talking about. And they're like, look at that in the corner of the painting. And oh, I wonder what he meant by this. And I am standing back, studying Pollock, loving Pollock, going, it's an ashtray Right? I'm so <laughs> People are They're all like, no that. Maybe it was from his childhood or his alcoholism. And they're going on and on and on. I'm like, no, really, because I got a big mouth, you know, and I can't just shut up, you know. So I'm in our gallery. And I'm sitting so there, I'm like, no, no, no. I'm like, excuse me. And they're like all dressed up and women in dresses with these purses and hats and stuff. And totally not my tribe. So I'm like, no, excuse me. I'm like, It's an ashtray mark. He was an alcoholic. You know, he probably just left it there and forgot. It doesn't mean anything. It means nothing. Absolutely nothing. (laughs) They're looking at me like, who the hell are you? Like, she needs to be escorted out of the aisle. immediately. And they didn't believe me. It's true. It was an ashtray mark. It was like down in the corner. I don't even know where this painting is now. I took a, it was beat generation. It's all it was about. I'm like, oh, I'm going to pass this piece of cake. Piece of cake. Of course, right? It was horror, it was absolute horror because, again, the instructor wanted to analyze everything that Kerouac and Ferlinghetti and Ginsberg, I'm like, we're going to analyze this? Are you kidding me? Some stuff can be analyzed, but like some of that stuff, like Kerouac, and he's talking about just being on the road and in the back of a truck with the bums and breathing life into his veins, and I'm just like, Kerouac, they weren't about analyzing this stuff, you know, so the whole course was about that. And I sat there, and I would get this question and and I would go, okay, but this is what Kerouac White you know, and this is how his life was in good. And I'm like, what school of thought are you people from that you're thinking this? So there's, you know, got to give and take. I failed it, though. I failed it. That was just last year. So I told her another one. She, like, said, failing all my writing courses. I don't know where that's supposed to end me up, but... It's kind of bad, you know? So I fail and it's kind of good that I fell all the, the, the forms. The beats man. would love that you failed for They would. They really actually difficult. really pilot, they Exactly. To said, okay, Here's a course. I'm like, we're going to add I am so anti-beat. I'm like, wow, what are you doing? They were against all this. You're right. You know what I'm trying to explain them, and they're just like, no, 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 no. And everybody's analyzing it. I'm like, ah, oh, they didn't want to be analyzed. Just leave them alone. You know, they got kicked out of college and all kinds of stuff. So, <laughs> I don't really admit that. I don't know what I'm doing. I don't know what I'm doing. I don't know what I'm talking about. I just, like, that's pretty much it. It's just, most of it's pure emotion. If I come up with something that's what I consider literary, then I get real happy because that's very, very rare. I love publishing. It's really important to me to get your stuff published and get it out there. Someone's going to relate to it in this world that you never know, and plus, they're your words. They're going that much further. So publishing, to me, is super important. And a lot of people are afraid to publish. Just do it. It's just work. So what? You know, who cares? You know, that's how I am.
0: You
1: get a lot when you start putting your work out there. I mean, like, I could just write, I, just write, I should, I could write like a Facebook book. Just call it the Facebook book. <laughs> 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 you know, we, I think we all could. of comments nasty people. I could totally write a book. It would be sad because that's probably what I'd be famous for. Not my poetry.
0: You know? <laughs> <laughs> Facebook <laughs> book.
1: <laughs> She's a millionaire. I'm doing all these readings, Facebook. <laughs> that's, what, that's how it works That's how it would work too I have this other book in mind that I want to do Because I, I have names I have all poetry for like all my relationships right? Everybody gets poems Some of them are good, some of them are bad Depends on their behavior <laughs> so, so I said that I want to I seriously am going to do this Because I give everybody a name So I don't actually have to repeat their name out loud ever again Because once I put someone out of my life They're gone but they live forever in my poetry, so I just said this the other day, I want to write a short little book and have every chapter of just, just someone's name, right? And it would be the name, you know, Mr. Fifty Shades of Grey, The Vegan, See? <laughs> i rarely met these people. And was like, it would actually kind of like a funny feeling at the same time. If you do anything, I would tell you that even if you keep it to yourself and never share it, it's like the best thing. I'm like so grateful for writing, so, so grateful. It's healing. It's a release. Someday I hope to make money off of it. That would be nice. <laughs> I'm really happy that I was asked here today, and thank you, Jennifer, because I love talking about writing. And I go on about all this other crazy stuff that is absolutely kind of has to do with writing. It doesn't. You know, I mean, it's your life. Write what you experience. But good for you guys, and good luck, and keep writing. Thank you again. Thank you